Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 139. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. Last week, there were some technical issues, but the episode has been recovered, and so we're going to release it on Halloween. So this week, we're just covering the news. But first, he's Ron Burgundy. He's Nick English. For the last time, who put the question? mark on the teleprompter whatever you put on that teleprompter brandon will read <laughs> it's true it's very true even though i've never seen that movie i it, it's happened so also joining us we have our very own jimmy olsen i mean jeff Dumas. Wait, does that mean you're implying jimmy olsen is an insult just because he died in the first five minutes of batman v superman doesn't mean he's wait wait, wait are you are you implying that jeff Dumas uh, is an insult kind of yeah i mean <laughs> I even pronounced it the French-ish way. I mean, granted, I didn't do Dumont, yeah, yeah. but I could have. I could have pronounced it differently. Yeah, but then you would have if, if we're doing to edit your own podcast, and who wants to do that? Joining us is our very own Jeff Doom. Yep, yep. You heard me, people. That's so. not even how I was <laughs> insulted in high school and junior high and elementary school. I mean, come on, man. If you're gonna, if you're gonna... Oh, okay. Joining me is our very own Jeff Dumb. There it is. <laughs> all right okay. all right okay so but but you know we're, we're all here right now and that's great but i want pictures of spider-man i'm not j jonah jameson i'm brandon uscio are you jk simmons yes he, you know perfect, what the he, perfect casting ever they will never be able to replace him ever and now he's commissioner gordon so i'm yeah yeah that makes me sad so i don't, I, I i i'm gonna try to hold off judgment considering what's in the news about dc casting i'm gonna hold off judgment on probably the least important part of justice league all right or maybe the most important haven't seen it yet well then on that note let's jump into the news hey this news is sponsored by you head over to patreon.com fandom podcast to find out more okay so like jeff was talking about we have a casting for the new shazam show Right, the talkie picture is that the, new, the, the new Shazam talk? program? Yes, yes. So they they cast Zachary Levi as the newest incarnation of Shazam, because that's what happens when you say Shazam. Shazam. Are you gonna Are you gonna go through and edit it every time we say that word? Shazam. No, no, I'm no, not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my thoughts. Number one. Because Shazam is made by... I hate that you paused. I hate that you paused and waited for him to do it. Do you hate that he paused more, or do you hate that I was ready to do that? I hate that the two of you, I'm pretty sure, conspired. So, no, we actually because, didn't. Because Shazam... Because Shazam is also... Um, a, well, I, I mean, his story is that he is a child that turns into a man-human, like large <laughs> of stature. Yes. Kind of like man-ape versus ape-man. It's the same thing. Um, I like the fact that they're casting somebody that can play juvenile really well. Oh, like, he, I mean, he, he can. And so, like, just based on that alone, I'm like, okay, good. That's great. Um and then from there, it's just like, whatever. I mean, I've never really liked any of the DC costumes. And so the fact that he's not large in statue doesn't 
bother me because they haven't really. See, now you're just bringing up my argument before it was on the podcast. That's not fair. You can't you can't bring up points I made (laughs) off mic. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, Jeff, but you know, like they're only the only perfect casting, and you can bring this up now, Jeff, is that I really do feel that Gal Gadot or Gadot, is that Gadot? Gadot. It's Gadot. 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 It's not Gadot. Gadot. However, I know it's not Gadot. It's Gadot. I watched a whole I watched a whole uh, like Don't. YouTube video of her pronouncing her own name and so it has to do with know. her being it's Israeli Godot. not so it's yes there is no funny um she that. is she is an awesome wonder woman and even initially I was just kind of like well I don't know okay whatever so but yeah I'm 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 fine I'm fine with this because number 1 now Zachary Levi gets to be like cape superhero instead of an asgardian so and he also he, he gets, might he might get a funko now <laughs> that is true he probably will get a funko like 100 percent now do, do so, you think at comic-con he knew like he had any incline inclination that this was coming but he was just like but i can't bring it up. you know um, i'm sure he so i'm sure I, they were in talk i'm sure they were in talks but i don't know like i bet you that he didn't know that he had it yet and so, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he knew he was on the short list or something, but yeah, I doubt he could have been like, guys, I'm going to be Shazam. Now look, or who like, paused. I don't know. Now yeah. look, who I didn't, I didn't pause. My sentence was done and I expected <laughs> someone else to continue talking. You'll know when I pause. Oh, okay. All right. Like that. <laughs> Okay, so Zachary Levi, he is he's funny, he's he's witty, he can be immature, you know, like Nick has said, like Jeff said off mic that I wasn't privy to, so for all I know, Jeff's the liar here, is that uh, he not, it happened to a conversation I was having with his wife, not he wasn't even in the room. So Zachary Levi is he just not yelled some comment about like one of his boobs and then tip talking. So uh, Zachary Levi is not built like him, and so he is not. They're gonna have to do something. I don't well, think the thing that's. The really thing that's throwing me off is he posted a picture on his Instagram of him photoshopped as Shazam. And I, so much, I, it doesn't look right to me. It doesn't, maybe it's the drawing. Maybe it's that, it could be that his head looks too big now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, and he but, does have a very long torso. I mean, I get what you're saying. He's a length, yeah, like a this, lengthy man. He's not wide and broad like Superman or there's you know, a reason that he was able to play a nerd herder on the TV show Chuck. Yeah, but still, he didn't. There's also probably a reason he's only now being cast as a superhero. I just a part of me doesn't think he fits the. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna trick you up. I don't think he fits the Captain Marvel body. That's what I'm saying. He could. He could bulk up. I don't know. He's got time. But it's still. I do like I that he is very nerd. tall, though. Because that's something that they didn't do with Superman. Like, Superman's supposed to be, like, tall. So all, and Zachary Levi is tall, so... All I'm going like, to say is it's going to be just fine when he puts on his boyish grin and starts acting like a 13-year-old, even though he looks like a full-grown adult. Oh, no. There's... I'm sure every other, every other aspect is going to be fine. I just... I have a hard time seeing it. I'm now curious, however, who they're going to cast as Billy Batson. That's oh, oh, I got to tell you about this... Yes. There was this comment that I saw on the 
on one of the announcements of this on Facebook where somebody said, oh, they haven't even begun filming Shazam yet and they've already ruined it. Billy Batson, he's supposed to be like a 13-year-old kid and they, they cast <laughs> a full-grown adult to be him. Gee, do they not know their comics? And the funny thing is, this guy was completely serious. Oh, like he I, now I'm sad. I just wanted to argue <laughs> I was thinking, with DC. That's hilarious. That's all. That's all he wanted to do was argue with DC. And when somebody was like, "You yeah, a 13 year old who turns into a full grown man child," and they're like, "Oh, well, I take that back then." <laughs> so, oh, hey, on IMDb in the on the um, trivia, it brings up both DC and Marvel comics have a hero called Captain Marvel whose films are being released in the same year. However, both are different. <laughs> yeah, we we gathered. Right, and it was Shazam is a child who received godly powers from a and a superhuman form. Captain Marvel is a female superhero who received alien powers. From the, the more you know. Oh, why don't I have that sound effect? I need the that Creed. sound effect. The more you know. Do do do. Sam Raimi has expressed interest in directing the film. Which one? This one. Sam Raimi has expressed interest in directing the film. Uh, Shazam. Sorry. Oh, damn, I know. I walked into it. Dang it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was just waiting for that, Jeff. I was just waiting no. for it. <laughs> so. Oh. All right. All right. So I think we've had okay. enough. Okay. So here's another thing about his size is that he does not. Maybe this will help, but he is nowhere near the size of The Rock, who's who has already said he's playing Black, Black Adam. Adam. Black Adam. So maybe that's what they're doing. They want proportionally someone who's can do it, but you know, doesn't have to beat The Rock. I don't know. Maybe The Rock is going to, like, put him on his, like, exercise regimen. Yeah. Maybe. Um, then he'll it's die before insane. Shazam will come out. <laughs> uh, well, probably. Also, I hate you so much. Uh, the Rock's not even going to be in this movie. No, no, he's not. Which is annoying, because he's, like, the main bad guy. Well, here's the thing. It's, isn't, it's Shazam. Isn't who who really Marvel? knows? Oh, that, that, that does get annoying, doesn't it? So, <laughs> you even the one you set yourself up, and you did the sound effect. I did, and you then I'm like, well, now I'm trying yourself. to talk, and now it's difficult. So, yeah. Anyway, but he, wow, who really knows his villains? I mean, you have to be a hardcore nerd, and as we have learned so far from everything in the DC world, they're not catering their films towards the hardcore nerds. They're not catering it towards everyone who knows every bit of canon from every New Fifty Two well, previous. And I don't know any villain of this particular superhero besides Black Adam. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? No, I don't know. Um, I know Doctor. I know. I know Doctor. Yeah, I know Doctor Savannah. Or Siv yeah, Savannah. They could easily do him. He's just kind of a creepy doctor guy that looks just like uh, Doctor Hugo Strange. Wait, Doctor Strange uh, is in the DC universe. Yep. Hugo Strange. Mr. Yes. Hugo Strange? Yes, Mr. Hugo Strange. Mr. Dr. Hugo Strange. That's weird. You don't, have a, you don't have a sound bite for that one. No, I don't. Um, what would he have? Like, what, what, in your head, what sound bite should have just played? Um, anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. There's the sound bite. Um, yeah, he just looks like Hugo Strange. Like He's just kind of this well, creepy little guy. I, think and, I mean, they could easily because... just have... Yeah, like this guy that's just like, I want to kill everyone. Well, that would work because the guy who's directing it is the uh, is a horror movie director. He's David F. Sandberg. He's Annabelle, Lights Out. 
So the director for that one movie is for Captain Marvel. For Captain for DC's, DC's Captain Marvel. Marvel. All right. Yeah. <laughs> is uh hey, is everyone a- who goes to see this movie, when you get to the movie when you get to the ticket counter, say one for DC's Captain Marvel. <laughs> and just to see if the person behind the counter knows what you're talking about. Yeah. But so he he's a horror film director? Yeah, he he's um his he, Annabelle creation lights out. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. We we, we did talk yeah. about that. Uh, so I mean, but also James Wan, who's doing the Aquaman, is a horror film. Are we? Is this like DC's Dark Universe? Is that what we're? Is that what we're going for? Yeah, with the New Mutants. As long as they pick a direction and stick with it, they can go any way they want. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Hey, wait. I'm looking at um, Aquaman's cast. When did Dolph Lundgren get cast? <laughs> Also, who's what? King Nearest? King Nearest is Dolph Lundgren. And also Willem Dafoe is going to be in this movie? Wow. Wow. That one. Huh. There's a lot more cast in this movie than I thought there'd be. Nicole Kidman? Jeez. Wait, really? Nicole Kidman is? Yeah. So the cast so, so far is Aquaman, Queen Atlanta, Queen Atlanta, Mira, King Nearest. So he, oh, they probably play... Dolph Lundgren and Nicole Kidman probably play Arthur Curry's parents. That would be flashback. See, and like King Nearest, they also he, have a young Arthur cast. So, if I'm remembering correctly, King Nearest is the leader of a outcast Atlanteans. So they're like okay. people that got cast out. So um, he probably teams up with Ocean Master and causes some trouble. Probably, because that's what um, happened. And and actually, Mira was a part of those rebels at one time. And so that's how, that's how she's like connected. Anyway, hmm. All right. I'm trying to think. I'm. So it's it's really easy that they can bring um, Amber Heard as Mira in, and have kind of a backstory with her. So it might not be a big integral part of the story. It might just be kind of like the, what, the Reavers or whoever they were in Guardians, like how they just kind of appear. Oh, at the, the Ravengers. The Ravengers, yeah. I always want to say Reavers because Reavers Firefly. was Logan. And oh, Firefly. well, and Firefly. Um, so it might well, just I mean, be one of those things where like, it's like, hey, I have this terrible past and these people come out. He seems too but... big of a name to... Anyway, I mean... Well, I'm, but I'm, he's I'm... also a B-list actor. I mean, you know, but like... It's, I mean, it's the Punisher, yeah, man. Exactly, but how big of a part has he had in, like, the last hundred movies i mean even in his most famous movie of all the only thing he says is i'll crush you oh my gosh speaking of that in his upcoming projects is creed 2 and he's going to play ivan drago <laughs> i'm having fun ivan drago. that's awesome oh i will go see creed 2 for sure now okay so nick you're, you're, you're saying that dolph lundgren is one of those names that gets you out to go and see a movie correct yeah so that's another reason why i'll go see aquaman now I mean, I went and saw Expendables for that reason, mainly just to see all of them. It's not because I really wanted to see the movie. Let me sure. let me ask you this question then. So, if you've got a movie that you really want to go see, the people in it, you don't really know anything about it because it's opening weekend. You know, I mean, you've seen trailers or you've read film critics or whatever, but you don't really know too much about it. And there's a lot of demand for it because it's got some big names in it. Are you okay with a, a movie theater charging, let's say, fifteen dollars for a high priority or high demand movie instead of their 975 for their regular ticket like if they do 
I know it, where it, you're going with this. Right, right, because Regal... It's Segway. It's called a Segway, right, right. <laughs> I tried, at least. So Regal is trying really hard to uh, to adjust its pricing structure to... They're calling it a dynamic pricing experiment. And if just because you guys can't see, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes. So in 2018, they are going to be doing this dynamic pricing experiment. And basically what they're saying is... If you want to go see Star Wars, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But if you're going to go see some indie film that isn't super high in demand, it might be a little bit cheaper. And so that way it's going to kind of balance out. Because this year they're saying that they're, they've had a 12% drop in revenue from the previous year. As, shares, as every single movie studio ever all right, over the world. You know, AMC, who's number one on the theater chains, they their stock has fallen 58%. Yeah, and they just bought. Uh, they just bought another huge Carmike, or I mean, they just bought like Carmike a few years ago, which yeah. made them the number one. Right, right. Like, and so, so Regal is trying really hard to do basically what Disneyland does, because Disneyland does that, this dynamic pricing. If you want to go on a Saturday in July, it's going to cost you a lot more than on Wednesday in, let's say, November. Actually, November is probably a well, better time. And another, another, you know. Large, I mean, small venture that kind of happens on you know Monday nights and stuff is football and NBA and I mean they they do this. I mean, if you want to go to your favorite local NBA show, they charge more for when LeBron comes in town than when they're playing the Sacramento Kings. Right, because so, I mean, it's, demand. It's, you know, everybody wants to go see LeBron, the greatest basketball player currently living or currently playing, I guess I should say. And you know, and and so it's it's not I mean I mean I get what their idea is like I mean I get the idea behind it, but the NBA is the only thing you can do is go see your team. Like I mean, it's not like I can say, "Oh, well, I don't want to go to a jazz game today." So I'm just going to go over here and watch the Salt Lake Stars, which is not going to be as good as watching the Jazz. But with a movie, I can say, well, I can see the exact same thing over here at Studio, you know, Theater B, and I'm not going to have to pay as much. So right. why am I going to go to that theater? But okay, here's the thing. I, I see this kind of, if this works for Regal, everybody's going to be start following suit. And everybody's a lot of people are kind of doing it already. There's a theater chain here in Utah that does, I think it's five dollar Tuesdays. So Tuesday, which has a lot less demand than a Friday Saturday uh, movie tickets, yeah, but that's matinee price. They just say matinee price all day. And actually, I just drove by Regal Theater coming home today, and they said Monday Tuesday was matinee price. Right, day. and so they're already doing it a little bit because that's demand. There's not as much demand on Monday, Tuesday, so they're dropping their prices to try to get more people in those seats so they can recoup a little bit of the money because it costs them the same amount to run those shows regardless of how many people are in there. So if they can get 5 bucks from 20 people and instead of 10 bucks from 5 people, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a difference right there. So I was just saying, so they're they're trying to they're already trying to do some of that stuff. They're already incentivizing people to come in at low demand times. And I also think this might actually encourage shifting some people into going and seeing the movie a week or two after it comes out, because the first I want to say it's the first week of the movie, the movie theaters actually give one hundred percent of the ticket sales straight back to the 
studios who produced it. And that's why a lot of times when you get gift certificates to movies, it says not valid on movies that have come out in the past two weeks or what, you know, some wording, legalese wording like that. And it's because they have to give that all those tickets sold. They have to give that money back to the studio. Whereas if you can push them to see the movie in a couple weeks, then they get to keep more of that percentage of the ticket. So I don't know. I'm, I at first I was really mad about this. I'm like, that's stupid. You're gonna charge me more to go see Star Wars. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, you're gonna go charge me to see Star Wars opening night. What that might do is it might keep some of the parents who bring their five year old kids with them opening night. Sorry, I'm probably gonna be taking my kids, my five year old to <laughs> Star Wars, fairly close. Not opening night, but fairly close to opening night. So. Yeah, but it might it might dissuade people from doing that and saying, "Oh, I'll go in a week later when the movie tickets four dollars cheaper." So I mean, and then it might have I the might side actually effect. Actually, have of, to go to Star Wars a week later. It it might actually also give the side added side benefit of giving indie movies more of a push because people are like, "Well, I want to go to the movies." Oh, well, this one's only five dollars and it's Friday night, so I'm going to go see this one. And they'll get more people seeing it, more people talking about it, more people well, seeing it. It's a vicious cycle. I mean, I will definitely, like, if they do that, like, I, I was fully on board with Recall. Like, 100%. I was like, this is the theater I'm going to go to all the time because I like the seats. I don't care about buying concessions there, even though their concessions are very, very expensive. But I was just like, this is a good movie experience for me. So I was completely sold on just going to Regal. But now because of this, or, you know, if they start doing it, then now I'm going to actually consider going to another place. Like, I'm going to consider now going to a place that but, will be cheaper. But and what if that other probably place does it too? And stuff. Well, if, if they do it too, then, it then I will just watch it online. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then I will become a pirate. Arr. No, I'll... <laughs> But like, um, yeah, and and you know, if I'm being completely honest, there are very few movies that I go to, like opening weekend. Now, um, it has to be something. You know, I mean, we used to go to movies all the time, but you know, it's a little bit harder now that we've got a little a little buddy that can't go with us, and now and they have like one that. and a half so, kids. Yep, one and a half kids. You know, when I had Man. one or maybe even two kids, I went and saw a bunch of movies. Now that I've got three kids, it's all like, nope, it doesn't happen. I've even got that movie pass. I, you know, I pay ten bucks a month to go see as many movies as I want, and it's uh, it gets harder. The, the more kids you have, the more yeah. responsibility you have, the harder it gets. Uh, it pushes you down to like, you know, it, there's a reason why the rental economy is still a thing. Why everybody is, you know, even the streaming services have to find out, figure out ways instead of just selling you the movie to rent it for like five bucks because not everyone can go and see the movie day and date or day and month. Like half the time, I don't even know what's coming out. Like I just like randomly people are like, oh, this came out this week. And I was like, oh, cool. And I totally would have known that like 10 years ago. Like I would have known everything that was coming out every weekend. Um and it might just be that I have different priorities now. I've seen enough movies that I just quote them all day. So why do I need to add to my repertoire? Yeah, so the uh so you know it, it might encourage actually movie rentals. I'm, now that I'm thinking about this, it might encourage movie rentals. And who knows, maybe Regal will be the spawn of the next generation of blockbusters. Huh? Huh? 
Don't say that. That means it's going to die. <laughs> I love Regal. Yeah. Regal's amazing. Okay, let me... Okay, so Blockbuster. So Jack, you might um, want to go ask your dad what that what that place was. I know what Blockbuster is. <laughs> it's that closed down building next to the closed down Harmons. I mean Albertsons. And that closed down There's a there's a coal complex near my house that used to have an Albertsons and a Kmart and all this stuff and a Blockbuster and the land the guy who owns the land just stopped renewing leases because he had some big plan that fell through. So now there's just this dead lot near my house. It's kind of funny. Anyway, Blockbuster, that place where you looked at movies that you didn't actually get to rent. You know what else? You know what else? Just because you were a kid, when I was a, when I was a kid, we had <laughs> at Blockbuster. We had this. Uh, we had they had this thing where it was a pass where you paid twenty bucks a month, I did. and I did you could rent as many movies as you wanted to, and it was the you just have two at a time. Too cheap for that. Yeah, it was the most was beautiful thing time. in the world. And so we would, you know, every day, like my brother got really bad. Like this was right after he graduated high school that he got his pass and he would like go there when they opened up at 10 in the morning, pick up a couple movies and then watch them and then go back at like five at night and pick up a couple more. And it got to the point where we would go and people would ask the people or ask the employees at the counter for recommendations. And my brother was always there because he was always there. And the employees at the counters would be like, hey, hey, wh- what would you recommend? And they thought that my brother worked there. Be- the, not the employees, but the customers. Because my brother would be able to start spouting all sorts of stuff off. And yeah. It was, it was awesome to be able to have that uh, pass to rent things all the time. And speaking of passes to rent things all the time. Oh, look at that transition. Uh, GameStop. <laughs> I'm just wondering how you're going to segue this into the next story. So GameStop has confirmed that uh, it is going to be doing a game rental program. So they're calling it the Power Pass, and it's going to allow customers to swap used games over the course of six months for $60. So every, so you know, that's not too bad. That's like 10 bucks a month at GameStop, and you can swap your used games. Like, and you've, you know, it's the old Netflix style, basically. Um, I have a hmm. feeling that in a few years we're going to be saying, GameStop, kids, ask your parents. But... Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be part of their hall. So, according to the article from Game Rant, it's going to be part of GameStop's holiday strategy because you know all the games are starting to go. Oh, it's just easier to download them, buy them on the stores online, blah blah blah. But for sixty dollars, Grandma can go in and purchase you a gift, and the gamer of of this Game Pass, Grandma doesn't have to know what game you like. Can just say, "Here's your Game Pass. Go to GameStop, grab a, a used game." Play that for as long as you want. Take it back. And then at the end of the six-month period, they can either choose to... Uh, they can either they can choose one game to keep. So that $60, you get to keep a game if you don't renew it. Oh. But I also think that you can renew, renew the program and just definitely just be swapping out games. So... Huh, that's interesting. So the, I know a lot of gamers that would really like this. Especially if you get to keep one game. Because, I mean, it's kind of like Gamefly. I mean, it's the same thing. But the difference is is that you don't have to wait for it to come back. Like, you can just go into GameStop and be like, hey, I want this game now. If they have it, then you leave with it and you can continue playing the game. And I know a lot of gamers that just finish a game in like a week and then they're done with the game. And that, I mean, that's that's just weird to me. I mean, when I was a kid, I had five games and I played the crap out of them all. But... 
games when you guys were younger were meant for that. They had more replayability. And from what I've noticed, it's games now, you, you get it, you go online, and you play until you're sick of it, you know? Yeah, I you mean, they definitely have done that. The story. I mean, games were so hard. <laughs> like, they were. I mean, Battletoads, anyone who beat that, like, legitimately, I, I tip my hat to you. I mean, I had to get the code, and then I never passed the last level. There was levels of that that I never beat. But, um, yeah, I mean... I think this is a good I think this is a good idea. I won't personally be doing it because I only buy like two games, well, more than that. I always buy them when they're on sale. <laughs> like, you know, like that's Well, if you take your two two games that you get on sale and put it towards this, then you sure. at the end of it you get potentially one brand new game and 6 months of testing, play yeah. testing. See, the, the problem is, is that the the game I buy, the only reason I buy it is because it is released at the beginning of the NBA season and I want to play along with the NBA season. And so, like, me buying a rental pass at the beginning for six months doesn't doesn't do me any good, like, because I'm going to be playing well, that game well, for... Okay, then you get it six months before it starts. Then at the end of your six months, you get your NBA game. Then you go. Yeah. See, but the other th the other thing is, is that like I literally have have been playing the free games on Xbox Live, and that has been completely games fine. with gold. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Like there's been so many it games that I've be. like I totally have wanted to play this, and so I, I got the Lego I, Lego I Star Wars complete series <laughs> saga. Oh, you, and they have they they did uh, Lord of the Rings too. Like, yeah. Like, there's been a lot of really awesome games that I've been like, I really wanted to play this, but, like, I probably would have bought it for five bucks, maybe, like, back in the day. But, you know, now I just don't have as much time to play. But now that I have that, I'm just like, sweet, I'll play this, you know? And Yeah, and so... You, it, for, yeah, it's interesting. For six months and 60 bucks, you can, you can have unlimited gaming. And there are people who will buy a game brand new and return it. And Oh, I know, it. they do it all the time. And and use that and credit for another game. So much money that way. Right, and so there's a chance that you'll be able to, that you'll be able to with this pass pick up a very new game, in that six month period. So I don't know. I think this might be the shot in the arm that GameStop needs. They had to close down 150 stores earlier earlier this year, and people thought that they were completely like out of the picture. They're like, okay, that that is the end of an era. No more, no more GameStop. And this might be that shot in the arm, um, and you know. I heard a rumor that GameStop's going to get into the comic and just comic business. They're going to start selling comic books. Hmm. I heard. So, uh, <sighs> so GameStop is is this place that uses media that is not traditionally comic book media. Another thing that uses media that's not traditionally comic book media, but they all mesh up and do that anyway, is in the movies. And Avengers Four. Thank you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> So Avengers 4, uh, there has been some news. Robert Downey Jr. has announced that he is returning for Avengers 4. And thank you for that segue, by the way, Jeff, because I was trying to figure out a way to, okay, GameStop is closing stores, and we thought, and that must be the end of an era. Robert Downey Jr., we thought that was going to be the end of an era. Hey, but you know what? All of those could have worked. All of those could have worked. Could've worked. But, if I, but, but if I can annoy Jeff, so much the better. So much the yeah, better. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk and a lot of rumors that Robert Downey Jr. would be done in Avengers 3. 
especially after we found out Avengers There's, 4 is not going to be a second part of an Infinity War story. There was a lot of rumors that he wasn't coming back before Civil War. Like, right. there's, you know, there's... Right. But anyway. So, uh, in 2019, he will return as the Iron Man, and, you know, I, I we don't have a lot of news about it. You know, he posted a picture on Instagram. That's about how we find our leaks these days. But uh, Well, okay, so here's the thing. This is why I posted this. I hate this news. Because that one sentence, Iron Man returns, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man returns for Avengers 4, means doesn't matter what he does in Avengers 3. They can't put him in any sort of danger because he's, he's going to survive. Here's the thing. They can put him in danger. What if he's a force ghost? I, Flashbacks. I'm not even just, Flashbacks. justify that with response. They're not going to. So, I mean, here's, I here's the thing. They, they can put him in danger. They can put him in danger, but they can't make you feel like it all rides on that because there can still be consequences from it. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, or Iron Man or Tony Stark. One of those characters. One of them is a character. One, one of, of them is real. People. I'll let you figure out which one's which. But one of them get, gets paralyzed and can't move his legs and now he has to do something. There can be there can be consequences. They bring in they Iron Heart. Paralyzed story, so I don't know. That sounds lazy. Yeah, they, you know what? They, they may bring your, in Riri your Williams. particular example of what they may bring in Riri Williams as Ironheart and have Robert Downey Jr. be the voice of her AI. That would be awesome. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. So I'd, it'd be cool, but that's a stretch. Here's, hey, and you know, of, you know that Iron that that Tony Stark would do that. It's like if anyone else is going to be Iron Man, I'm talking in their ear the whole time. Speaking of Tony Stark and being an AI, when did that happen in the comics? Last I remember, he kind of went into a coma, and now he's back, kind of? When did that happen? He's like a hologram in the AI of the... See, there's precedence. There is precedence where they could do that in the movies. Yeah, but that would require the movies to acknowledge that any other form of superhero medium exists. The, The movies steal from the comic books all the time. Still, I don't know. I still, I. It would have been easier for them just to not say anything. You know, you know just let the movies happen. It's going to be interesting. Stop because... giving me casting news, dang it! <laughs> yeah, you know, give it's that. It's those spoilers. We 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 don't want those spoilers. However, who knows? Who knows? Speaking of, you know, so Robert Downey Jr. He one of the things is he keeps saying that he's getting old and he doesn't want to be doing this stuff for the rest of his life. He likes the paycheck. All right, this one's a stretch. I, I, think, I think he would like the paycheck for the rest of his life. But, you know, he's getting old. Uh, another series that... Okay, yeah, you're right. This one is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but another series that is coming out and that has been semi-confirmed, not by a studio, but by one of the main people involved with it. Uh, and we all thought, oh, they're getting too old for this. They're not going to be doing this. See, there is a segue. There's a tie there. Uh, is Veronica it's Mars... It's not fun if you point it out. Well, you pointed out that it's it was like a stretch. A joke. You pointed out that it was a stretch. So I had to point out that I wasn't as bad of a stretch as as you were making it sound. Still a stretch. So Kristen Bell, who plays a character called Veronica Mars in a TV show called Veronica Mars and a kickstarted movie called Veronica Mars, uh, she was being interviewed by the Nerdist and, and said that, yes, yes, there is a Veronica Mars miniseries totally happening. Now, Veronica Mars is about a high school student who is kind of, is a detective, basically. She's solving all sorts of crimes, murders. I've actually never seen the show. Nick, you want to help me out? 
Okay, uh-huh. so she is actually not in high school anymore. So the first series, like the first series, um, her best friend is murdered, and she is the daughter of a police chief detective, and her mom is no longer around, and so it's just daddy and her, and you know, she helps her dad out um, because he's no longer in the police force because he had a falling out, and he is a PI. And so she helps him out with his, you know, stuff, but he's always trying to not have her help, but she's just really good at it. And so she takes it upon herself to find out who killed her best friend. And that is the whole first season. And then after that, the second season, there's another mystery about stuff that happens at high school. And then the series ended and everyone was super sad because it was a really witty, really smart show. The characters were really well fleshed out. Um, And... And it had a huge cult following. And so once Kickstarter kind of became a thing, um, many of the fanboys and fangirls out there said, there should, we want a continuation of the story. And so they funded a movie for Veronica Mars. And that takes place when she's at college. So after she's gone through high school, she said, I'm leaving Neptune. That's the name of the town. Um, and awesome. I don't want any part of it anymore. Um, she gets roped back in because stuff happens um, and she has to help somebody out. And so, and then she has to make a fundamental decision like in her life on whether or not she wants to go and seek fame and fortune somewhere else or, you know, have it at home. And it's, it's really good. It's a coming of age story because she grows up, you know, it's got enough drama and, and stuff that it keeps, keeps everything good. So it is very easy for them to just be like, okay, she's out of college. Now she's this and something else has happened because trouble always seems to follow her. And it's mainly because when she sees trouble, she knows about it. She knows what it is and then seeks out. She wants to figure out why it happened. And so she kind of brings it on herself in a way because she can't just ignore, you know, stuff like that. So um, I love Kristen Bell. And I think that this is one of those characters that she was just meant to play. And so I am all for a miniseries and more Kristen Bell in my life. I love The Good Place. If you're not watching that, you should. It is hilarious. It's very witty, very well-written comedy that's out right now. It's on its second season. She is the star of that show. Well, maybe not the star, but the title character. She is The Good Place? She is The Good Place, yes. All right. So here, here's the here's the one thing that I have a concern about this is that Veronica Mars, the crowdfunding thing was supposed to bring in a era of, oh, you know what? The fans, they paid five point seven million dollars to get this kickstarted and the studio was going to do it because the fans were paying for it and the fans were all excited. And then there was some fan backlash over some some options they chose to do. But, you know, OK, so the, the fan base is there. And we haven't heard anything about it yet. And I'm kind of glad that we haven't heard anything about more than just that movie. Because it's, we live in this day of reboots and remakes and reimaginings. Just give me something new. Veronica Mars is great. Take the premise of Veronica Mars and wrap it up in a different wrapping paper and sell it to me as something different. You know, use the same great stories, but sell it to me something different. I mean, so Kristen Bell jokingly said that, uh, she said, we are willing to put in the effort. I mean, if I have to do it as a 
Murder, She Wrote at 80, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. And so, I mean, she's she even points out. It is out, a very Murder, She Wrote type thing, though. Like, But I mean, she's that's... also getting older is, I think, so what she, she points out. she was the killer out. the whole time? That's what... Sorry. <laughs> she was the killer, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I... I don't know. I think that I, I I would love to see the talent used to create these cool shows used to make new cool shows. I would love to see Kristen Bell be a director on some young female protagonist-based detective story. I'd be okay with that. I'd, I'd think that was cool. But I don't know that I want... I, I, I guess a miniseries is okay. But if this miniseries turns into a, a full-fledged TV series a la Battlestar Galactica, I, I don't know that I, I don't know. What that if I it want. turns into a full-fledged series like you just said? Like, this miniseries is Veronica Mars, but it segues into another detective person. Her daughter or another, something. I, I, yeah. See, I don't, I don't even want she the daughter. Is. I don't even want the daughter. Fan service. I am so tired of fan service. Except for when it's directed at me, obviously. But like, <laughs> next. So in the next week, Brandon will watch the Veron- the entirety of Veronica Mars and be like, I can't wait for the miniseries. Exactly. Exactly. But no, I. I, I made you sound like. I, I'm t- I'm tired. I'm tired of fan service. And so I w- I want good stories. I want original original thoughts. Well, now you're just asking too much of Hollywood. Okay. That, I mean, there's something to be said like in my life personally because you know i'm i'm getting a little older and i have i mean i love the things i love and there's just sometimes that i'm like i don't want to invest in something new like i've already invested all this time into veronica mars if something else comes out i know what i'm going to get and i don't have to take a chance on it and so i kind of like i kind of like that in some ways like i like that there's new star trek because i'm like okay i can do this um you know, and, and now I've invested enough time into Marvel movies and stuff like that that I trust that they're going to be good. And so I can say, you know what? I don't have to think too hard about, oh, am I going to see the show? I'm going to look at trailers and plan out my whole schedule. I can just say, this is, you know, I have this allotted time in my life that I dedicate to stuff that I enjoy. I might as well do it in stuff that I know I'm going to enjoy and characters that I love. And so... You know, I mean, I think it can go both ways. I I, I get that, but okay. So we we talk about them a lot. They're friends of the show. They've been on the show, the protagonist podcast. They just recently did uh, episode on Mister uh, Mister Norrell and Jonathan Strange. I can't Norrell and Strange. I can't remember the name of the TV, uh, Netflix series. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a really cool concept. And so I went and I picked up the audiobook. The audiobook's like fifty hours long. And gee, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was kind of, it was like, um, we're going to speed this thing up. Um, where usually I don't with my, I don't audiobooks. know how you do that. I usually I don't, don't with my you audiobooks, can stand to but... I mean, just in general, anyway, the, I do normal... podcasts that way. If I don't care, like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, careful. No, like, no, if I don't care, if I don't care about the inflection in their voice, like they're not acting, they're just talking. Yeah. If, 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 it's, if it's like us where it's a bunch of talking heads, I, I can I can turn that up, but uh, there are other podcasts that I listen to that are more performance-based, and I'll slow those down because there is something to be said about that performance. Hey, I don't um, know about you, but I perform for this podcast. I know, so that's why I speed you it up. You shouldn't speed it. <laughs> so here is a so he, here here's a theory that I have going through my head right now 
uh, and I've talked to a couple people about it in the past couple of weeks about speeding up audio because I can do, I can do three and a half times speed no problem, uh, and I can do that with YouTube Just videos. I can marvelous. do that with with things. And what I what I've decided is that it's because I have a constant stream of of conversation going in my head at all times. Anyway, every thought that I have, I verbalize in my head. Uh, and so when I read, when I read a book, I'm reading it out loud to myself in my head. Now I know that to some people that just sounds crazy, but to me, like reading without hearing a voice in your head as you're reading, that sounds crazy to me. And so I don't read as fast as some of the people that I know, but I, but I read every word and it's read to me. And so I, I constantly in my brain have a, have words going through my head. And so I, I can grasp those words at faster speeds because that's, how my brain's going sometimes and you've i'm sure if you've listened to more than one hey if you've listened to this episode of the podcast you've noticed that sometimes my words just don't come out quite right and it's because i'm four words ahead of myself in my brain but then i say the wrong word out loud and so i have to rethink of everything that i was going to say and you know my five-year-old is the same way and it drives his mother nuts his mother my (laughs) wife but because he'll be like my wife (laughs) <laughs> so he just he just doesn't get the words out because he's going so fast in his head. And I think that's part of why I can speed that up. That's a complete tangent, but I just found it kind of interesting. Um, all right, so Veronica Mars is happening. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it was a massive crowdfunding success. And speaking of massive crowdfunding successes, there you go, Jeff. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. That... Way to go. Bravo. <laughs> before we wrap this, before we wrap up this episode, we want to give you some updates on our Patreon. You know, the last episode that we released, Jeff made an impassioned plea for patrons. You know, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and to show us support. And he wanted to give away Marvel Legacy as a reward to the very first patron. And we have our first patron. You can tune in tomorrow to find out who, because, you know, we told you tomorrow. Uh, it has to do with the lost episode. Weren't week. you listening? We brought it up tomorrow. Right? Come on. <laughs> so, it happened tomorrow. Weren't you paying attention? So patron numero uno. Uh, we're, we're, I'm not going to spoil your name yet because we reveal it tomorrow. Uh, send us your address and Jeff will ship out Marvel Legacy to you. He has a, a PX exclusive, which I previously thought was the like the military PX, but it's not. It's the previews exclusive. So you have to order it out of the preview. So it's a P, the PX. Anyway, it's a PF exclusive. Or you have Funko to know Pop. where a comic book store is. But they, they don't get them unless they order them out of the previews. So because okay. yeah, I go to my comic book store and they give me previews. And I go through there and say, I want this one. I look at it and see what's coming up. I want this one. I want this. And I want that. You do? Well, sometimes. Wow. I'm, every one of my Funkos has been an impulse buy. Like the only one I've ever looked for. I, I found, but see, I, I always skip through the merchandise oh, segment of the of the previews because it's always too expensive for me. Because mostly it's like the hundred and fifty dollars statues and stuff like that. But there's the comic books in there, so the previews also tell you the comics and what's coming out in the next oh. couple weeks and stuff like that. Yeah, you put more effort into your nerddom than I do. Yeah, yeah. lately I've been failing at that because life's been busy. But anyway, anyway, so uh, so patron numero uno. Uh, Send in your address, and then Jeff, if Jeff, where you're going to go, I was gonna let's go until let's go until Thanksgiving. Let's go until Thanksgiving because the 
announcements got delayed and stuff like that. So anybody who signs up to be a patron before Thanksgiving, Jeff has a awesome previews exclusive PX Funko Pop that has to do, I'm going to say it's a Marvel fandom because, you know, I have an idea. To find out what it is, join Patreon. We'll tell you what it is on Patreon, but we're not going to tell you here. So it's a mystery. I like, uh, or Brandon can cut that whole thing out. You know, I like that. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna put a post on our Patreon for our patrons only, and it will tell you what the Funko Pop is. If you sign up to be a patron, you can see what that is, and you will also be entered to win it. And so any of, you know, we'll just put the names in a random number generator and have it grab a name out of the hat, and, and we'll contact you for an address and ship it out to you. So... Yeah, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast. A dollar a month, it's really not that much. It's, you know, it's stopping and not getting a soda one day out of the month. I know people who go and get two and three sodas from the gas station a month. Or not a month, a day. <laughs> a day. I, 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 I noon. How about that? <laughs> I wish I could do one or two or three sodas a month, but... I spend a little bit more money than that myself. So if you can sacrifice one of those to help support this show so that we can maybe not have so many technical difficulties, so that we can get Nick some new art gear, so that we can have uh, Jeff's ego inflated, because that's why we're doing this. Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, head over head over to patreon.com slash podcast. If a dollar's too much, I get it. I've been there in that situation sometimes myself. And so you head over to fandompodcast.com slash support. There are multiple ways that you can help, you know, whether you want to leave a review on iTunes, put in a comment on the show, uh, send us some feedback, tell your friend about the show, use our Amazon affiliate link at fandompodcast.com slash Amazon. Lots of ways, lots of ways. And I've, I've got a bunch of them over there on, uh, over on fandompodcast.com slash support, uh, there's our Audible link, which is different than everyone else's. It will give you two free audiobooks and a 30-day free trial to Audible. Yeah, two so books. Take that. Take that, take that one else. book. We'll give you two books. I was gonna, I was gonna actually name podcast that give one book, but that's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do that. So, uh, fandompodcast.com/support. All right. So, like I said, since we have our first patron, our first patron got to choose our sign-offs for this week. So, well, our sign off. Well, okay, so Nick and Jeff, mine's kind of stuck. But uh, if, if you, this is your Ooh, chance. There's a thing. Make one of us say Brandon's before Brandon gets to it. So it's all <laughs> don't, like don't, anticlimactic. Do not give them that. No, no. Don't listen That's to Jeff. That's a brilliant idea. Don't listen to Jeff or Nick or Nick. I'm going to go become a patron just so I can do that. <laughs> all right, all right. So until next time. By all our fandoms combined, we are the Fandom Podcast. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. May the fandom be with you. What did I put there? That's not words. <laughs> this is all staying in, right? This is all just... Okay. Right. Oh, of course. Of course, right? Just the awkward silence of... All right. Thank you. What was that? All right. So GameStop might be getting in the comic industry. That that'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be a twist. Oh dang it! I gave you your segue. Did you? <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> Speaking of so, comics, exactly. So so it you know there's so much. Speaking mixed of media comics with, and movie rentals. Well, no, no, no. Let me segue this because I I, I saw you, I saw this coming a mile down the road. Yeah, I don't know about oh, you, man. but I don't listen to this podcast. So uh, you remind us every week, Jeff.
But yeah, well, if you would stop bringing it up. I'd. We well, didn't bring it up this time. Lying. You brought it up. This you time. brought it up. You brought. You brought up listening to this podcast. You said, "Listen, what if it's listening to us?" I can. You speak didn't to have it. to say that, Joe. So. I know. <laughs> you guys didn't have to freak out about it.